Hey, Darren Daily On Demand listeners, producer Mariana here with a quick message before we get started today. We are so delighted to hear how so many of you are enjoying receiving your Darren Daily On Demand each day. It makes all the love and hard work we put into it worth it. If you are loving it, we would really appreciate it if you would give it your five-star review and leave your enthusiastic comment on the podcast platform you're receiving this on. It helps others find their way to us and helps us expand the Better Everyday movement further and farther. And once again, thank you for being on this continual and never-ending growth journey with us. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Okay, the truth about motivation is Most motivation is not intrinsic. It's mostly extrinsic, meaning externally driven, not internally. You see, we mostly don't do things for ourselves. We mostly do things for other people. This is the surprise twist that most people don't realize and why we fail to A, know how to motivate ourselves and B, know how to motivate others. The most powerful human motivators fall into one of four main motivators. If you are in a position of management or leadership, you wanna listen very carefully, okay? And that includes you parents. Be thinking about how you can use these four motivations to better engage the people that you lead. These are the real factors that get people off their butts to get up to go do things, okay? These are what work when wanting to just isn't enough. These are the true reasons for believing something is worth doing and then for actually taking the action to do it. The first great motivator is recognition from peers. Why do soldiers in wartime give up their lives during combat? Why do they do it? Why do they sacrifice themselves, their lives even? Is it because of patriotism? Is it the belief in the cause that they're fighting for? Is it out of the fear of being court-martialed if they don't? Perhaps all those things might play a little bit of a part, but extensive research has shown what really motivates a soldier to fight well in combat is the desire for respect from the man or woman fighting right beside them. I asked my dear friend, Dave Lineker, the founder of Remax, why did he volunteer to go to Vietnam when most others were trying to dodge the draft? And then why did he volunteer to go back four times even after the war became unpopular at home and the mission of the war unclear and convoluted, Dave replied briskly, I went back for my brothers. He repeatedly put his own life at risk to get hazardous duty pay as an E-4 senior airman, which amounted to, as he said, poverty wages. He didn't do it for the pay. He didn't do it for the mission even. He did it for his peers, for his brothers in arms. As a leader, How can you facilitate more praise, appreciation, and recognition from the peers of your teammates? In our culture, we have several systematic ways that we do this. Team wows on Fridays is one of them. Votes for who had the uh, best demonstration of each of our 12 A-team attributes that we do on a quarterly basis. Who do you want to be more like on the team and why? And much more. So the second great motivator is this recognition from authorities or mentors. I can tell you in my own life, this has been an incredibly important factor, maybe the most important factor for me. First, it was my father. Growing up, all I ever wanted to do in life was to make my dad proud. 
This motivation ran deep and it drove me hard. All my early success is due to that motivation and drive up until I was probably age 24. I didn't succeed for me. I was succeeding for him to prove that I was worthy of his respect and love and to not disappoint. Later, it became mentors like Jim Rohn and Paul J. Meyer and others to not neglect this very valuable and very strong motivation in yourself and others as a leader would be foolish. It's why as a leader, I have sent Father's Day cards and Mother's Day flowers to the mothers and fathers of my team members to communicate how much I appreciate how terrific of a job they did raising such an amazing human being. But I did it primarily for my team member, knowing it is probably their parent whom they care most about making proud. As a leader, think about how you can do something similar. The third great motivator is your family. And in many ways, it's the most powerful. Although the approval of peers and experts may be most important in your career, in your personal life or in your life as a whole, nothing can compare with the motivation you have to protect and to do right by your family. The sacrifices that parents make, often at their own great self-sacrifice, to provide a life of happiness, safety, and abundance for their children is truly remarkable and awe-inspiring. I am never, I never cease to be amazed. To do or not do is never even considered. So writing down your reasons why is unnecessary because to parents, no pep talks are needed. It's encoded into their DNA. As a leader, it's important to know people, especially guilt-riddled parents, will often not do for themselves. They might not do to achieve their goals, pleasures, and rewards, but they will do to achieve the goals, pleasures, and rewards of their prodigy. Oh, <laughs> watch out. If you wanna light up a mom or a dad, like a Roman candle, involve rewards for their family. And the fourth great motivator, you can say it is related to the desire to benefit the whole family, the whole of the human family. You could say it's the desire to benefit us as an entire species. Let's call it the impulse towards benevolence, towards sharing your wealth and wisdom with the world. One of the most well-known stories of great philanthropy is Andrew Carnegie, the Scottish immigrant who founded the United States Steel Company in the early years of the Industrial Revolution. When Carnegie died, a yellow sheet of paper was found in his desk drawer on which he had written a note to himself when he was still in his 20s. This note set forth the main goal of his life, and it read, I'm going to spend the first half of my life accumulating money, and I'm going to spend the last half of my life giving it all away. Did this impulse towards benevolence or towards sharing his wealth with the world and forevermore being remembered for it prove to be a strong motivator for success? Well, during the last two decades of his life, Carnegie gave away around $350 million, roughly $5.5 billion today, to charities, foundations, and university. He built Carnegie Hall in New York City and founded libraries in hundreds of small towns all across America. His article in 1889, proclaiming the gospel of wealth, called on the rich to use their wealth to improve society. And it stimulated a wave of philanthropy. The chance to make a difference and to leave a lasting impact is a powerful motivator for sure. It's why we work so hard here on the A-Team. It's why we exist. It's why I founded Darren Hardy LLC. Our mission statement is to positively influence influencers, to help leaders and high achievers like you make your impact so your ripple effect can positively change the world.
So leaders, ask yourself, how can you ignite these powerful motivators in those that you lead? When you step back and look at all four of these great motivators, what you will quickly realize is they all involve other people, whether it is peers, mentors, family members, or members of the whole human race. It's ironic, isn't it? This thing that is supposed to be derived internally, intrinsically, to drive you to achieve your goals, your selfish dreams and desires, are mostly all for other people, are mostly all extrinsic in motivation. It's fascinating, right? So leaders, how does this change your approach to motivating others? And achievers, how does this change your approach to motivating yourself? Think about it. These are all important questions. 